Hey, Brian, if you had to think of the best conference retreat yeah. or an event for small group pastors and point people, what would it be? Ooh, I... Uh, I, nope, you're wrong. I don't know. There's a million. There's a million of them. There's a million church conferences, retreats, events every year, digitally, in person. You can do it whatever way, whatever reason. There's an event for it, and there's yep. topics like leadership, women's ministry, worship, all of these things. Despite the fact that small, small group, group people, people are the best looking, most underpaid, and essential members go. of a church staff, there's just not a lot of things for them. So the small group network puts on several events a year specifically for small group point people, including Align with Chris, who's a big part of that. Uh, but probably the best group's event of the year is the Lobby Gathering that we know a lot about. Beautiful setting, all that. The Lobby Gathering has a lot going for it because it combines the best parts of conferences and retreats. And what? It drops the rest. Really? In, yeah. what, in what way? Um, Steve Glazer, <laughs> we're, this is not our natural, this is not what we do. No. Okay. Okay. Um, hold on. Steve Glayton from the, Glayton from the small group network has we been, know him. has been to a lot of conferences and realized that his favorite part was usually the conversations and connections that happened in the lobby. lobby. Yes. Breakouts and keynotes were helpful, no doubt, but meeting other people who were doing the same thing and dealing with the same challenges and then connecting with those other small group people had uh, actually had a more valuable and longer lasting impact than any of the breakouts did. And this is probably an experience that a lot of us share. Mm -hmm. So the small group network has designed an event around that idea. And because Steve is at Saddleback, it also happens to be in Southern California, which you know a little bit about, Chris. Yeah, I do. During February of this year at the Rancho Capistrano Retreat Campus, which you haven't been there, is really nice, mm -hmm. which means tickets include lodging and food. So just based on the fact that it's someplace warm and sunny in February, already makes it a top-tier small group event. The networking and discussions there, that's just a bonus. Just a bonus. Just a bonus. Small Group Network gave us a discount code for $100 off just for being the two best-looking guys in the pod. I'm just reading the script. I'm just reading the script. They're here. saying we have the faces for radio. I guess that is what he's saying. Yep. Okay. James, we will talk about that later. And But this coupon code is Group Answers. Just one word. Well, two words put together, no space. Group Answers, all one word. Just head to smallgroupnetwork.com and look for the Lobby Gathering event. Enter the code group answers to get that $100 off. And of course, don't forget to check out their Facebook group, Small Group Network, which is one of the better engaged Facebook groups that's out there, I would add, yeah, to the script that we have agree. in front of us to connect with thousands of other small group people. Go to the lobby. Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the Group Answers Podcast, a weekly show designed to resource, train, and encourage small group leaders. Each episode considers current trends and resources, as well as timeless truths and methods of discipleship. It's hosted by Brian Daniel and Chris Surratt. Now, enjoy the show.
Welcome back to the Group Answers Podcast. I am Brian Daniel with Chris Surratt. And yes, you just heard our acting debut on the Group Answers show. So thanks for hanging in there with it that. Wasn't, it wasn't strong. It wasn't strong, but all kidding aside, the lobby is exactly the way uh, we just described it. It's a really cool event. And would you, out of all the things you go to, would you describe it as one of the more unique ones? Or I do. I, I had the privilege of actually attending the very first lobby when uh, they were kind of trying it out. There was only about 30, 32 of us, something like that. And the, uh, the concept is basically you're just hanging out and talking about topics that small group people care about and it's a beautiful and we said in the ad but it's a beautiful setting it It really really, is um speaking of small group talk topics welcome back to another installment of our show and um (laughs) 2.0 we got into that during the last episode yeah the last episode episode, trying to figure out where we are on this journey i i think it's season three that's what i would call it yeah i mean literally you and i have been doing this for what five years I think. No. Yeah. No. We started 2016, <laughs> really which is which is crazy. I know. So we're 200 and uh, this is what 280 something. You know what would be a fun trivia is how many? So how many TV shows have we outlasted at five years? <laughs> yeah. I know the X Factor is one. That was three seasons. Um, so we, Star Trek, the original Star Trek, no was way. three seasons. I think Gilligan's Island was only yeah three or four seasons. Only three or four seasons. Anyway, we are going to uh, this afternoon or uh, during this episode, we're going to talk about uh, large group leader gatherings and trainings. Yeah, I think it's important, especially this time of year. Um, And it's top of mind for me because I'm about to do one with uh, my church, Harvest Christian Fellowship in Southern California, sunny Southern California. But we're uh, we're about to kick off a new semester for us. We kind of run in semesters when it comes to groups. So we emphasize groups at different times of the year. Uh, fall is obviously a big time, so we'll kick those off like in September. And then uh, winter, which is now, is another big one. So we're going to kick off a new semester of groups and a new study, which we may talk about on another podcast because we're very excited about this study that we're doing. We're kicking that off in February. So whenever we do this, it's important, I think, to kind of get as many people together as possible and have some unity on where we're going, some training, some fun. Um, I just, I just think it's essential that if you're not doing that, that you really should have some sort of large group celebration, rally, whatever you call right, it. So, uh, harvest is how many? How many groups? Uh, well, counting online, about four hundred. So yeah, four hundred groups. Uh, how many people? Uh, attending groups? Yeah. Um, I would say right now it's around 3,500. Okay. And you have this t- twice a year, fall and yep. sometime, yep. sometime at the beginning of the, of the calendar year. Yep. And you just referenced um, like a group-wide study that you release as a part of like this time of year. Correct. Did, did you do that in the fall too? We did. Okay. Was that Axe? That was Axe. Okay. And what is t- what is... What is this? What is this, this is season? Axe Part Two. Okay. We actually Axe was so long. Well, I That's shouldn't right. say long. I knew that because we did that. Right. Okay. But it's so in depth, and there's so much to it. We did uh, two parts. And the components, and then an additional component. You just referenced training. So Correct. that training piece 
Is that like a all day Saturday, Saturday morning, do it over two weeks? Uh, this part of it. So I should say that uh, whenever we gather a large group together, so we're asking all of our, we have, we're multi-site. So we're asking all of our campuses to uh, gather all of their leaders together. So when we do that, we're not going to spend a lot of time on nuts and bolts training. So this is not the time for us to say, okay, you're a small group leader now. Um, you know, I wrote a book about this, but here's how you gather your group. Here's how you invite. Here's how we don't, we don't do those things. Those are a separate training that now we have online. So it's a, it's a kind of as needed as we get new leaders, we can start them on their online modules and kind of working their way through that all the way to how, how do I multiply my group? So we want to take advantage of having as many people there. And we've got leaders who have been leading literally for 30 years. I mean, the church is now, uh, you know, 50 years old, actually. So there's leaders have been leading over 30 years. There's leaders who are just starting. So how do we appeal to leaders across the board? Well, we want to give them vision. So the first part of our time together is going to be actually from the lead pastor. So we're asking our pastor, Greg, Greg Laurie, to talk to them, say, thanks for being a leader. Here's why we believe in small groups. We believe in you. We think it's really important. So we're getting that overall vision. And we're also going to get some uh, vision from me. I'm the group's pastor. So I'm going to uh, talk about community. This time I'm going to focus on leader health. So I'm going to give them kind of a, a teaching on how to stay healthy, signs to look for that you're not healthy coming out of the season we're coming out of, all of that, if your group's not healthy. Um, and then we also have some fun. So we're going to do a, a church trivia game that's going to throw in a little bit of small group questions, a little bit of church history questions. We're using a, uh, an online tool called Kahoot, which is a lot of fun. And, um, and then we're going to have some individual breakout times with different levels of leaders at the end of it. So the important thing is that we are appealing to, you know, leaders who have done it forever, leaders who are brand new, and we're basically giving them vision of why we think this is important. So the nuts and bolts training, you, meant, you referenced that. So you use other opportunities throughout the year for the things that are less nuanced. So. Correct. In these these seasons that we're talking about today, the training that you tend to skew towards would be what might be called electives. Yes. They were outside of that core training. Yeah, it's it's more vision with some um, big picture training. Yeah. So and by vision, you're talking about the larger um just the larger let me say understanding of the group ministry, the church's group ministry and where it's going. Yep. Yep. Why, why do we do this? Which is not really training. I wouldn't put that in the same category. Yeah. Nuts and bolts stuff. I don't know. Not the same category, but I would still say that we are training. We are reinforcing the vision and the message of groups. And for some brand new leaders, because we invite even people who might be interested in leading a group. They're not yet leading a group. They haven't even started the nuts and bolts training yet. I would love for them to show up for this because we are instilling some training in them on the overall concept of we believe that discipleship happens best within the context of community. And so, yes, there is, there is some of that training. I think, you know, if you were to break it down – 
this large group. I think actually the biggest win for us is for them to hear from our lead pastor. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just not a lot of time during the year that our pastor can just focus on Y groups. And uh, we're lucky, we're blessed, I should say. Um, Pastor Greg loves groups, talks about groups, reshaped the entire church two years ago to be about groups instead of more about events and, and other things. And so he really is bought into it. So we're blessed in that way. But to have him standing in front of these new leaders, um, seasoned leaders, and say, we believe in you, I believe in you, this is an essential part of our church. And for them to hear from him, I think is probably a, just, if we were to just to have that, that's a win for that night. All right. I have a couple of questions for you. Yes, sir. You've done this how many times in your life? It's I mean, uh, 20, I 30, well, 40 yes. times, right? Yes. So as you sat down. Thanks for <laughs> saying how long I appreciate that, Brian. As you sat down, why is it always sit down? Because you could have very well been standing or doing a lot of things. But as you began this process of putting this together, based on that experience in your mind, what were you telling yourself the first thing I have to do is? Or the most important piece of this I have to do is what? Make it worth their time for showing up. Because if if people come to this, and this is how I, I think about every training opportunity that I have, that I want to make it worthwhile for them giving up their time. Because people will only give so much time to anything outside of, of their job their home, you know, uh, their basic life. And so I want to make sure that we are utilizing, and I only ask for two hours. This is not like a, you know, six hour, come to the church on Saturday at nine, you're going to leave at two or three, which there's nothing wrong with that. If you can fill that and make it worthwhile, go for it. I can't, I'm just not that interesting. I just, I just don't think that I can capture, you know, everyone, especially if you're broadening it out. So it's somebody who really knows what they're doing and it's somebody who has no idea what they're doing and trying to fill a six hour and make it worth their while. That's really tough. So I think through every, literally Brian, every minute of those two hours, I've got it written, you know, broke, broken out. And I want to make sure that it's worth their time. It's worth leaving their family. It's worth getting that babysitter. It's worth, you know, not having that night out on Friday night with their spouse um, to spend the two hours with us because they can walk away going, I'm glad I did that. I can be a better leader or I understand the vision better because I came to the church tonight for a couple of hours or we're also live streaming it. So maybe they're watching it on their computer if they can't make it to the church, but whatever it is, is it worth my time? All right. Next question. So obviously 4,000 groups or 3,500 people, whatever it was, you've got a really good beginning point. What about those churches that are, say, more moderate in that way, and they're more in that 500 range? How is it different for those leaders in that church putting something like this together, or is it? Hey, would you? I mean, I'm sure you've interacted with leaders along those lines. I mean, do you, are there additional measures for for those leaders uh, and how they approach it? I think it's easier, actually. I think you can get um, you can get more personal with these these times. Um, I mean, I've done it at a uh, multi-site church. Well, I'm going to do it this time. So we have um, basically three campuses. Uh, we have the one that's in Orange County, the one that's in Riverside, 
Uh, Riverside is the largest. Orange County is still pretty big, but we also have one in Hawaii on the island of Maui, Kumalani, Harvest Kumalani, and that's going to be about 20, 25 liters. And so what I love about that, and I did this back in, back in September, is I'm going to go over and instead of standing up on a stage, having a worship band, um, basically putting on an event, because if you're going to have a couple hundred, 300 people, you've got to make it more of an event. We're going to have it in a classroom. Um, I'm going to be probably sitting on a stool in front. We're going to have some interaction. I'm going to be asking them questions. They're going to be giving me feedback during it. Now, the principles are the same. We're going to start with, um, it'll have to be a video because he won't be over in Hawaii, but our pastor greeting them via video. Um, we're going to uh, do the fun game. We're going to have the teaching. Uh, we're going to have all of that, but it's going to be a lot more personal going to be a lot more interactive and so i think it's actually a better experience to be honest with you the smaller that you get um for me i look at okay we need we need inspiration so how are we going to get inspiration we need some education so we need to give them something that's going to make them a better leader in that night I think we need some fun. So how are we going to make it fun? And I try to do that. We're doing that with this kind of fun, goofy trivia game uh, this time. And, um, and then we've got to have some appreciation. So are we appreciating the leaders for the time that they put in leading their groups? So as we get those four elements in there, it's a good gathering, I think. Okay. In terms of leadership, do you feel like you've got to carry shoulder the whole weight of the platform do you take on more of a host and um, you're providing content in between other engagements? Like you said, the pastor is definitely one of those pieces. Mm -hmm. what, what other what other counsel do you have about how to be sure that uh, I don't know what how I would ask this question, but there's representation from the yeah. group, from the leadership at its various stages, from the pastor down to maybe even a group member testimonial. Yeah, and we're having that. I forgot to throw that in. Um, one of the pieces of it is a small group story um, from uh, an amazing, powerful story from a lady who uh, was in a group, a couple's group. Her husband was in the military and uh, 25 years old, took his own life. And just the story of how this group just surrounded her and held her through this time. It's pretty fresh. It's only about two or three years ago. And then now she's in a, um, a women's group and how they have come alongside her. It's just incredible story. So we're going to share that via video as well. So, yes, I think that you need representation as much as you can, you know, from the pastor on down. Now, this will be my second one at Harvest. So I am personally carrying more of the load at this point, but I, what I want going forward is that I won't do all the teaching. I'll have somebody else do some of the teaching. We're going to have another uh, groups pastor that's going to do the end of this one, but I would like for my part of it to be smaller and smaller as we kind of set the culture in the DNA of where we're going with these type of events and our groups as a whole. Harvest is a little bit different because we're creating a new, a new culture really, um, that they started two years ago. And so we are having to instill a lot of common language, a lot of uh, methods, things like that, that are still fresh for us. But as we go along, I want to widen that out to, uh, to other people. For a leader that's considering this or even putting one together for this fall, um, any tips on how to go about prioritizing those elements that you've just described and how to weight each one of them? Like, 
in your case, and like you just said it, because of your newness and the newness of the vision, you're taking on more of that load. So the two hours, you're going to be very visible. It'll yeah. probably be the you. probably be an hour and 20 minutes of that two hours. Yeah, but someone, but five years from now, you may fall back to be more of a host and give other people an opportunity to step up. I exactly. Mean, any tips or counsel on how to maybe put this together, like for those seasoned, more seasoned or less seasoned leaders? Yeah. One thing I would do is don't do it on your by yourself. Bring in, uh, you know, you don't have to do staff because you may not have staff, but bring in some seasoned group leaders. If you have coaches, involve coaches and just ask them, what do they need? Uh, what what do what do you as a leader need from your leadership from the church leadership and start there? Um, you know sometimes we can uh, think they need something when actually they don't or they need something else. So hear from them and then allow them to help you build out whatever the content is, the agenda for the evening. And so don't try to do it on your own. And then I would also not lean too heavy on any one element. Um, you know, if you do two hours of teaching, I think that's probably a little too much. So I would break that up, do some fun, uh, do uh, some, you know, we're going to do some interaction around tables this time, which we've never done before. That'll be a new thing for Harvest. So I'll teach for about 20 minutes. They'll talk about it for about five, 10 minutes. I'll teach for 20. They'll talk about it for five or 10. So breaking it up, I think is important as well. So don't just have one long, again, making it worth their while. Our attention spans, I don't know about you, Brian, but especially since COVID, you know, I, 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 I don't even want to watch movies that are over an hour and a half. It's different. I just can't. Yeah. I mean, thinking about going back to a Marvel movie that's three hours, I'm like, I can't do that. There's just no way. I don't know what's happened to our brains, but I love a 30 to 40 minute streaming show that I don't have to, you know, really go beyond that. So I think that's where people are now. So let's break it up. Let's make it a little bit smaller chunks so they can pay more attention. So how important is then, so Acts, I believe this Acts study is on the lines of 13 small group sessions, right? Yes. Will you spend any time overviewing that content? One question. And then two, how important is this send-off kickoff that you've got and then everybody getting on the same page in terms of the curriculum choice? I think it's huge for us. I yeah. would agree with that, but yeah. I, I, I don't know that it— I don't, I don't see a lot as much of that. Yeah, I think there should be more. I, I think, you know, we're getting everybody into the same room together. We're hearing the same message, vision from the pastor. I think the best follow-up from that is for us all to be on the same page when it comes to what we study, at least for a period of time. So, you know, we won't always do a 13-week. This just happens to be how it kind of shook out. I think in the fall, we're looking at doing a four-week, much shorter all-church um, study. But some type of study where we're all on the same page, reinforcing what we're talking about that night. So you're asking about acts. Um, we are not doing as much that night this time because it's kind of a continuation of what we've been doing. Right. But back yeah. in August, yes, we took an entire breakout after the main session and they broke down into women's groups, couples groups, and they all went over acts the material, the curriculum, things like that. So I think that is super helpful, especially if it's a new curriculum that you're introducing. All right. Last question. Um, what resources are available? Like if I wanted to fill two hours and I needed, 
I can handle my own vision casting. Of course, the pastor's piece is going to be, I'm guessing, 10 to 15 minutes or more, but it's not a mm-hmm. it's not a lengthy segment the pastor's got. So mm-hmm. I've got another hour or so. What resources are out there that might be helpful? Yeah, I, I think um, I would go back and listen to some form- previous episodes that we've done. I know we did a couple with Ken Brady uh, just on training and breaking it down on what kind of training that you can do. I've got some resources. If you go to uh, the Lifeway YouTube page, I have uh, several training sessions that you can either use the videos from or just get ideas from. Um, Also, uh, I wrote a book that takes you all the way from gathering all the way to multiplying. You can grab that, use that as a part of your training. I've got a workbook that goes along with that. But man, there are there are so many resources out there. Saddleback Small Group Network has some great training, um, prepackaged stuff that you can use. So there there's stuff out there. But again, um, the best is going to come from you and from the heart in the DNA of your church. So whatever you use, um, use it to reinforce what you're already telling as your message. I would just add Ministry Grid to that, and uh, you yep. can just Google Ministry Grid, and there's there are lots of good. Um, there's good content there. Mr. Grid's great. Um, yep. As well. So once again, you had those four elements that are, to be sure you cover, are education, inspiration, fun, and appreciation. Appreciation, fun, education, and inspiration. That's really good, Chris. I mean, I believe I could put together two hours just with those four words, given enough time. That's what we did is we outlined those four words and came up with a segment for each one. All right, good show. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Group Answers. Thank you for being with us. As always, uh, wherever you listen to the podcast, we would love to see a rating. Comments are great. Subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. And we do use those comments to uh, put together future shows. Look forward to being with you again on down the road. And that's going to do it for this installment of the Group Answers Show. 2.0.